Hello, this is From Story to Impact, where we talk about stories of our lives. I'm your host, Steve Gallegos, and I thank you for giving us your time and attention. This is the official show of the Voices of Impact Awards, which celebrates the stories that inspire humanity. And we talk about stories, we're talking about voices, and we talk about voices, we're referring to your voice, because we know that you've had struggles and challenges, and you've also had some joyful, epic experiences from which you've learned super valuable lessons. And it is these lessons and experiences that can help and guide others to do better and be better in their personal lives, in their careers, and most important, in their relationships, which is what makes the whole world go around. We all have a favorite story. Yours may be from your childhood, or it could be a story that you heard yesterday. We have stories that inspire us, that motivate us, stories that make us laugh and cry, and stories that inspire us to dance and sing and to create new companies and bring much, much needed solutions into the world. As most people know, stories is what connect us to one another. It's how we relate to one another. Stories enable us to give meaning to our past. They provide a framework for the present. And they allow us also to envision the future. And so to honor and celebrate you, we created this awards program, an awards show, where you can share your inspiring story and also be recognized for your contribution. You don't need to be a celebrity, a social media influencer, or a published author. You don't need any special credentials. You don't need money or even the right connections. You only need the courage to step up and share your story with the world, even if you've never spoken in public before. We will train you. We will mentor you and equip you to write, speak, and share your heroic story. You know what? Making it to the awards final stage in September 2023 would be super exciting, of course. But what's even more exciting, especially for us, is that we know the person that you're going to evolve into, the person that you're going to be able to become simply by participating in the awards program. So to learn more and apply for your chance to be a finalist and win potentially No, not potentially. You could win $20,000 in cash and a book book publishing deal from Morgan James Publishing. Head on over to voiawards.com. That's Voices of Impact Awards, voiawards.com, and register to become one of our storytellers. And speaking of storytellers, oh my goodness, do I have a storyteller for you today. Our studio guest is Mr. Drew Gerber. This man for 30 years, has been inspiring those who want to change the world. That's his mission in life. He's an author and the CEO of Wasabi Publicity, Inc. I bet you he gets a lot of people coming up to him and say, Wasabi! <laughs> <laughs> like the, uh, what's it, the, the old Budweiser commercial? Didn't they do something like that? Um, anyway, Wasabi Publicity is a full-service PR agency that's been heralded and celebrated by PR Week and even uh, shows like Good Morning America. Wasabi Publicity supports industry leaders, change agents, and unconventional thinkers. That's why I love this man so much. Companies and organizations that are striving to make a difference, which of course is why he is working with the VOI Awards as an official resource partner. Whether it's branding, traditional PR, or social media marketing, Wasabi Publicity is one of the best agencies in the world to help executives and companies create powerful stories so that they can be seen, and not just seen, but also be positioned as the authority in their particular space. Now, the CEO and founder, Drew, as I've come to find out, is the ultimate adventure seeker. 
And no, by this, I don't mean that he jumps out of airplanes or scale 10,000 foot rock faces, but he does love to travel to foreign countries such as Budapest, Hungary, and Staromoravica, Serbia, to remodel homes. <laughs> in fact, he's so good at the remodeling of homes in these beautiful foreign countries that he and his partner were featured on not one, but two episodes of House Hunters International. My wife and I love that show. We dove into it really deeply when we were preparing our move to Costa Rica. And even while Costa Rica, we were contacted by the show to see if we wanted to be on one of their episodes. So it was exciting to make that connection with Drew and to watch the episodes that he and his partner were on, creating this challenge of not only moving to a, a country so, so far from his home in the U.S. And so now he gets to face the challenge of being interviewed here on From Story to Impact. Please welcome into the studio, Mr. Drew Gerber. Hello, Drew, all the way from beautiful Budapest. How are you, my brother? I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm hey. excited. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a juicy conversation. <laughs> We're excited, and I know you love juicy conversations in the PR right. world. That's what it's all about. You've made your living, you've made your life, and you've made your career in that. Um, it's, it's everything you do, right? Have you ever done anything different outside of PR? Oh my gosh! Yes. So uh, my degree is in in chemical engineering. Kevin, <laughs> no way! How did you go from chemical engineering to people engineering and story? Oh, it's a that's a wild ride. Well, I was getting my degree in chemical engineering. I got it from the University of Utah, and I didn't really understand what a chemical engineer did until I was one year from graduating. At that point, I thought I might as well push through and get my degree. So I got my degree in chemical engineering, and I was really clear I didn't want to do that with my life. So at that time, I was participating with a company called Landmark. They're the world's largest personal growth and development company. And I was sitting I know in the back of one of their, yeah, I was sitting in the back of their, uh, one of the courses and I was like, you know, I really want my life to be about making a difference. And I'd never seen the kind of difference that their programs and courses make. And I was like, I want to go to work for them. So that's what I did. I went to work for them right after I got my degree in chemical engineering. And I worked for them for a number of years until I met my business partner, Michelle. And then we kind of delve, dove into the PR world. <laughs> How wonderful. What a wonderful journey and transition. And I was a bit of a chemical engineer myself in my youth. Um, I used to mix gin and vodka with, uh, you know, <laughs> with, with grapefruit juice and cranberry juice and those kinds of things. So, that's the but... right kind of chemical engineering. <laughs> That, that That's the chemical engineering I should have gone into. <laughs> got it. Got it. So how wonderful. So you have this scientific mind. You have this mind for processes, obviously, and uh, numbers and how things work together and fit together. Um, and so you translated all of that education and experience and ability, obviously, into um, engineering stories and how people use those stories to not only build authority and credibility, but build connections, which is super, super important. And so we're so excited to, to have you as an official resource partner in the uh, Voices of Impact Awards. And for those of you listening, uh, an official resource partner is someone that comes along as a um, uh, partner with us to serve and mentor the people that are going through the Voices of Impact Awards because you're wanting to write books, you're wanting to launch companies, you're wanting to get your message out there now that you have a stage to do that. And so we have partners like Drew to that you can rely on, that you can connect with, and uh, he'll help you and guide you through that. And so that's really cool because Drew is one of the leading experts in this area in the world. And so 
anyway, we're thrilled to have him. So, Drew, let's dive into a little bit more about who you are, what you're doing. And now, Budapest, Hungary. Now, you moved yeah. there from North Carolina is where you were, right? Yeah, my uh, my partner at that time, my husband now, and I were splitting our time between Atlanta, Georgia, and, uh, Saluda, North Carolina, Hilton Head, South Carolina, and we were kind of in that triangle when we uh, decided to move outside the U.S. Now, you know, a lot of people from North Carolina or Georgia, which are beautiful states and beautiful environments, um, they, you know, I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to move to, you know, the Caribbean because it's a skip, hop, jump and away. Budapest, Hungary. Okay. There has to be a story yeah. there. What was the magic in that? Well, it, it kind of, uh, it unfolded. So, you know, it was a rainy afternoon and I was sitting with my partner and we were binge watching House Hunters International. <laughs> I don't know, we're probably like on our fourth or fifth episode. That'll do it. Yeah, I turned to him and I said, I want to live outside the United States. And he was like, you do? And I was like, yeah, where? He said, I said, I don't know where, but somewhere. So we're watching an episode uh, at that time and it was on Merida, Mexico. So we flew down to Merida, Mexico. <laughs> Spent a month down there. I was like, ah, this doesn't feel right. So we started backtracking where we had been before. And one of the places we absolutely loved was Prague. So I was looking for, because I not only wanted to move outside the United States, I wanted to buy property and go through that whole process. So I was looking at properties in Prague and the prices were insane. And then an ad popped up for Budapest. Now we'd been to Budapest before and I absolutely hated it. I could mm -hmm. not wait to go. It was in 2006. The country was having riots at that time. So the most beautiful parts of the city were inaccessible. So we saw the train station basically. But an ad came up that said, you know, you could buy an apartment for $50,000. It's like, how is this actually possible? So I started doing some research and the property values here at that time were just ridiculously cheap. So we decided let's fly back to Budapest, give it another shot. So my husband found a realtor in the New York Times and we were out with the realtor and the realtor was saying, I was contacted by this fly-by-night company, House Hunters. I said, House Hunters International. He said, I was like, oh, my God, I love that show. And he said, well, they told me if there was ever an American couple that bought over here, they could be on the show. And then that, when we came here, we absolutely fell in love with it. You know, we made friends and we got to see the beauty of the city and how magical it is. I just think it's the best city in the world. Well, beautiful. Do you, so that obviously speaks to your sense of adventure and wonder and and wanting to go out and just explore new and different avenues. Um, did you uh, have some conflict leaving your friends and family here in the States? Yeah, that was really the biggest challenge was really, you know, leaving friends and family in the United States. But, you know, the truth of the matter at that time, you know, uh, it was Skype at that time. It wasn't Zoom, but Skype was available. So it allowed me not only to do my work from anywhere, but it allowed me to stay connected with friends and family video. And I'd already moved. I'm originally from Utah. So my family was still in Utah. So we didn't connect all that much. And truthfully, when we moved over here, we actually spent more time together because my parents would come over here and spend a couple of weeks over here every year and then we'd fly and spend so we actually spent more time with family once we moved over here isn't that amazing that you know we live next door to our families and friends we never see them right it's like right. we put a pool in the house and you never use it right? yes. <laughs> but you, but you'll travel to another country and yeah. you know stay in a hotel and use the pool all day long and it's like oh this is so refreshing so why is it that we do that i mean you being I a, don't know. A, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, me and the Eiffel Tower, me and the Coliseum, it just sweetened the deal. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. And, and reality TV and being able to remodel homes and, and becoming your own general contractor in these foreign countries, that an adventure in and of itself. How wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Drew, I, I can imagine that... Um, being in the uh, public relations uh, industries uh, business, you've heard a lot of stories, right? You've you've had clients, um, uh, people that wanted to be your clients to come and share your story, and you say, mm, "That's not a story we want to tell." You've had other clients where you've said, "You know, yeah, let's we can work with that," and then we build the story. Why are stories so important, not only in business but in our in our existence? Well, I think stories are the way that we as humans connect with each other. It's the way that we educate. It's the way that we entertain. And it's the way that we inspire one another. So powerfully telling your story really helps people fulfill, at least our clients that come, they want to make a difference. They want to have an impact. So by actually honing their story, telling their story, it actually allows them to make the difference that they're committed to. And when we talk about stories, are we talking about, um, you know, things that are fabricated necessarily? Or, or do you guys, because we see those on the news all the time and you go, uh, I think what they refer to as clickbait, right? They're, you know, media yeah. will put up this great headline, you read the story and it's like, you know, why was this even printed? Why was it worthy of my time? And people get frustrated. So how how do we, can we distinguish between a story that is genuine and one that's just designed for publicity's sake? Well, so for our clients, given that they're committed to making a difference, they want to make sure that all that they're doing, all their marketing efforts is actually aligned with that message. And they, you know, so we do that. Yeah, there's a lot of clickbait out there. And I think what it is, is I think people need to learn to trust themselves instinctually like feel into what is real, what is not real, and then for them to actually choose for themselves about that. And we're in an interesting time in history where there are so many stories out there. Uh, oh my goodness. People putting out so many stories with, you know, different intentions, you know, shaping the cultural conversation through stories. And I think it's really important more than ever that we begin to trust ourselves and our knowing. And, and that... Drew, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there is trust ourselves and our knowing mm -hmm. when we're so reliant on the media, right, yeah. for information about what happened here, what happened there, uh, what did the police do, what did the politicians do, what did, you know, whoever do. Um, and even in the media, there seems to be such diversity in the, the version of what happened. So how can we trust well i think it i think it really look you've got to be a critical thinker these days so you have to be you have to know the design of the news these days is to actually entertain for the most part so you know back in the day when it was just you know when the news was just the facts and they were reported and intentionally not as much as possible keep their bias out those days are gone so depending on which media outlet you're doing, they're shaping that story. So as you're watching that story, you need to know you're watching it through the lens that they're providing for it. And you've got to be a critical person. You've got to, you have to bring more of yourself there. You cannot be a passive listener or consumer of the media anymore. It's fine if what you want to do is you want to be entertained, that's great. But if you really are looking for knowledge, 
and uh, that you got to bring yourself to the party. And unfortunately, we now have been groomed to not think. You know, everything that we do is designed to not think. And we've got to actually consciously bring our thinking to the part, party so that we can sort out what is true and what is real for us, you know? Yeah, yeah. that is super, super powerful. And thank you. I, I'm so glad to hear this from an industry insider because yeah. we as personal development trainers and coaches um, we tell people that, or we sh we suggest that to people all day long, is that don't leave your brain, you know, just automatic mode, right? And just get absorbed into these programs and shows and that's being fed to you and just absorb it willy-nilly without giving it a second thought. So to hear yeah. you say, you're in the business of producing stories for your clients. Yeah. And so right. even you, you're suggesting to people, even what I, what we put out there is wasabi publicity, you know, do your own research, right? Go and, and study uh, okay. the message and make sure that for you, that the message is, is, is uh, congruent with who this company is or what we're saying about this company, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's beautiful advice. And it's, it's one of the missing elements. Yeah. My business partner, Michelle says the media you consume consumes you. Ooh. I like so that. that's, it, that's it, tweetable it, right there. Yeah, it's, it's it's a tweetable moment, right? Hashtag moment, whatever the hell a hashtag is. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm old, so I always tease about that. But, uh, you know, it is a time in history where we need to be more responsible and aware than ever. And we have to know that there are agendas that are, because it's so funny. One of the things that I love about being over here in Europe is watching the news and the media over here versus the news and the media over in the United States. It's a completely different story. It's a completely different narrative. And it's one of the things when we first moved over here that I actually had an aha, like, oh my gosh, depending on where you are, you're getting fed a narrative or story that is, and then really is what is the truth. And then right. it only, that's where you've got to do your homework. And I think it's smart to get your, you know, your news and resources from multiple store, uh, sources, not just one, because they have their agenda that they're feeding. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, those of you listening to this or watching this particular broadcast, take that to heart, because uh, as Drew pointed out, um, you know, you're looking at people here that uh, have been around the block for a while. And Drew pointed out something really, really critical is that the media, the, the news media is here to entertain us. And they're there to sell advertising on their particular channels. In order to do that, they have to capture eyeballs. And so the way to capture eyeballs is through whatever means they believe is appropriate for their for their medium, right? And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm not saying watch this one versus that one. Make your own decisions. But as Drew is saying, don't leave your brain on the count on the kitchen counter while you go watch TV. Take your brain with you and be engaged, be involved. So that's super, super good advice. I remember the days of Walter Cronkite when I was a yes. little kid. This is Walter Cronkite. You trusted Walter Cronkite and everything he says, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And because they as journalists really took that very serious as an as a, as an oath to really just report on the facts and then let their audience make the choice. 
you know, decide for themselves what to decide and what's right, what's wrong for them. But that is not for sure not the case these days and why it's really important if you're watching this because you're someone who's committed to making an impact. And if you're committed to making an impact, you've got to play with the media, but you need to know who you're playing with so you can navigate that water awake and making powerful conscious choices. Very, very good. Drew, um, when we talk about the media, and we've been talking about them a lot this morning and publicity, uh, we're going to have many people through the Voices of Impact Awards, they're going to waken up to, they're going to awaken to perhaps dreams that they've put on hold for a while, uh, aspirations that they had maybe several years ago to write a book and to get out and launch their own companies and to really do something different with their lives than perhaps the trajectory that they found themselves in over the last couple of years, because the world is rapidly evolving that, you know, a lot of people are leaving their jobs and wanting to do something different. Is public relations something that is for everybody or do you have to have had a specific amount of success in a particular area? Do you have to have a book out? Do you have, or, or, or can anybody access the media? So anybody can actually access the media, but in order to have it be impactful, you have to have certain things in place in order to make that happen. So when it comes to marketing, I like to think of three different verticals. Uh, You have owned, you have paid, and you have earned. So your own media is your website and your blog and your assets. You have got to have a place to actually send people if you're going to be doing the media. And not only a place that, that you can send place, but people that you know they care about the content that you're actually providing for them. Because, you know, we used to not, when we were still learning this, we do PR uh, campaigns for clients and they get all this really great media coverage and they're like, well, no results happen. But you go to the website and there was like no no way to engage with them. There was no offer there. There was no call to action, everything. They weren't building a list. Well, of course, there's not there. So you need that in place. And then the other is paid. And what paid is really good is driving to the owned. So that's an important piece of the equation. The third is actually the earned, and that's PR. And something it does better than anything else is build credibility and get you know eyeballs out there, create awareness, and establish, establish yourself as a credible expert. So as you're navigating those wa- the water, you want to kind of pick which marketing tools are the best for you and where you want to go. Now, a lot of people are going to say, thank you for the explanation, though. It's a beautiful uh, way to draw the distinctions between the three avenues. Obviously, owned is very slow lane, right? Because you could put up a website and put up blogs and those kinds of things, but it takes well, that's time. Also, that's where, you, that's, where the, that's where the rubber meets the road. So mm-hmm. your owned is really, really important because that's where you convert and you make the impact you want. So it's that is that's in the marketing. I don't like using it, but that's conversions. That's where you're going to convert someone from a viewer to an audience member and then build a relationship with them over the time. Got it. I like to call that the party. It's like you're throwing a party and you're telling people about the party. But when they get there, if, if you don't have the food, the music, the drinks, the environment, the decorations, all that has to be in place. Otherwise, all that money and all that energy that you spent getting people to the party, right, and sending buses and limousines to bring them in, they're going to leave right away, and they're going to go to Drew's 
They're going to go to Drew's house in Budapest, Hungary, because he's got it going on. Well, I would recommend that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You're absolutely right. That's a great analogy, right? That it is, it is absolutely that way. And you have such a short time, you know, our attention span is so short. They need to go wherever you're sending, get it, what you're talking about in an instant and be called to move into action to begin to build that relationship with you. Very good. And so- Paid, obviously, is you pay Facebook, Instagram, the New York Times, whatever, to run an ad to those kinds of things to get eyeballs. But earned is really then the um, uh, where people might have a lot of confusion because it sounds like, oh, I haven't done anything to earn, right? A spot on Good Morning America or even on my local television show. How do we do that if we're just starting out? So what earned is, is that the it's really leveraging the media to get your message out there. And what the media is really looking for is how are you going to provide value for their audience? So that's always the question that we have to answer for them. Are you going to educate them? Are you going to inspire them? Um, are you, you know, are you going to, what, are, what value are you going to be bringing to the party? And it's the one piece that most people miss. They think it's the media's job to promote whatever they're doing. It's not. It's to buy, to find value for their audience. So once you've answered that question for yourself, then it becomes very clear why you earn the right to be covered in the media. Understood. And thank you for that distinction, because that makes a whole world of sense. Many people think, well, my product has value. My service has value. I have value. I'm a valuable human being. And so that's enough. But what Drew just distinguished for us is that the value is not in your product or service. And yes, those indeed do have value, but it's like, what are you bringing to the media? In other words, what are you teaching their audience? Are you entertaining them? Are you informing them? Are you giving the audience something that they didn't already have? And it it can't just be going by my product, right? (laughs) Yes. Although a lot of people think that. Yes. (laughs) Well, you you see that because you watch news programs, even local news programs say, and and tonight on Channel 9 News, you know, we have uh, Bob who owns the pizza parlor on the corner and it's been voted the best pizza in town. And so... You're wondering, okay, well, where's the value in that? I see Bob's getting promotion to his bar and restaurant. And so I can do the same with my flower shop. Right. Because most people, what they don't know is that's an avatorial, meaning they paid for that opportunity. Ah. That's what most people don't get. It's an avatorial. And people don't. It's very confusing because they're like, well, I saw this. Yes, but if you look, it's an app. Even, even the, the, the main national programs, you can do avatorials, which is you're paying them to get the right and then they'll promote it. But it's really advertising. Got it. Got it. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot of avenues. See, this is why we need experts like Drew. Gerber, so that you can go to and ask these questions and get your um, owned media in place. That means your website, your marketing materials, your profile, your bio, your video channels, all those things so that it's congruent with uh, what you want Drew and his company to put out there and promote on your behalf. That's awesome. Thank you for that education, Drew. See, you've brought value and education to our audience, which is amazing. Now, you are a, a very relaxed, um, happy, um, you seem very satisfied with where you are in life and what you've accomplished and what you achieved. You're chill, you're fun. 
I can imagine, however, because having interviewed thousands of people throughout my careers, various careers, um, especially as a lawyer, that not everything is what it seems. And the journey hasn't always been sunshine and rainbows. Have you had challenges and struggles that you've had to overcome? Um, no, it's just been a grease slide. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> no, yeah, of, yeah, of course, of course. I think that it's Tell us about Well, it's interesting that you think that I'm chilling everything because one of the things that was the biggest challenge for me is, is that I have OCD. So mm. my mind is always kind of running and I'm obsessive and like that. So that probably was one of the biggest challenges to face in my life is really one getting to the place where I was clear about what a gift that was. And then really using it as an opportunity to really kind of calm my mind, be in the present moment. Um, yeah. And learn to do that dance. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, Drew. So are you, fr does it frustrate you sitting there that you can't reach across and remove this orange cord from my jacket? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, and it drives my husband crazy. My OCD does not manifest in like organization or cleaning. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh man, how come you couldn't have that OCD? Because I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of like a whirlwind, truthfully. Like, you know, like the house will be clean and literally I can have it destroyed in five minutes. <laughs> so you're obsessive about destruction. That sounds <laughs> yes. It goes hand in hand with your remodeling. Yeah, it's demo it day. It's demo day is your favorite day, isn't it? <laughs> demo day is my favorite day. Yeah. Well, it, we love renovations because my husband's a former interior designer and he loves wow. it. He's done that as well. Like me, not so much. I just I like just cheer him on. You go. You go, you go, boy. Yeah, you I'm go, boy. Like, you do, you. Yeah, I, I really respect and admire people that can walk into a space and 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 watching the episodes of the apartments that you guys were taken into and shown. I'm like, oh my god, I would look into that door and I'd run the other way because no, I don't want no, I want nothing to do with this. I like turnkey, painted, decorated. That's me. So I admire people that can walk in and look and at us. And I keep say, saying, never again. I'm like, never again. You'll see in the episode, never again, never again, never again. <laughs> right now, we're in the middle of another, in a rural village here in Hungary. We bought another house, very similar to the one in Serbia, 1800s. No one lived there for 10 years. No bathroom. Anything. We're right in the middle. They just started demolition last week so i'm like mm. i'm a glutton for punishment but i don't really have to deal with it so it's all good <laughs> yeah very good very good so let's go back to your um ocd so that's been that way all your life has it created challenges for you it wasn't no it actually came on when i was in college actually and see the um, chemical engineering part you went the wrong I way that, i think that's what it was i think it's that dang chemical engineering yeah <laughs> so it was really really challenging through my 20s and most of my 30s and then in my 40s i began was really where i began to uh, appreciate it i began to incorporate it more not that it's still not doesn't come up but i began to incorporate it in my life more yeah it, it, did it back in your 20s and 30s did it uh, cause a lot of disruption or turmoil in your life yeah in some way there was a point where i stopped driving 
Yeah, I stopped driving. So that was a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it was it was very disruptive um, through my college years. And yeah, it was it was more disruptive, I think, more in my personal life than the business life, truthfully. Uh, so in what yeah. way, if you don't in what way, Drew, if you don't mind sharing? Well, you know, OCD is just such an interesting thing because it's where you, your mind kind of short circuits on illogical things. So it just focused more in the illogical, like in the personal than it did in the business. Because when I was in business, it was interesting. I could focus and kind of that noise wasn't there as much as when I was on my personal time. So I think that there was something about business and particularly in the beginning you know when you're starting a business you're so focused and I think that that was in a lot of ways healing for me because I was really focused on moving forward the business in the beginning got it so the disruption in your personal life is that because you had more space to think about things whereas in business it's like you need to get things done and move from one step to the other right the process of it as opposed to the relax, who am I? What do I want to do? Who do I want to be with kind of thing gives you more space to think. I think that, yeah, I think that there's something to the, 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 if I look back, the focus of work was really healing where in personal, there was a lot more time because it's with it's, I didn't so much the, the compulsion, like I wasn't washing my hands. It was mine was more the obsession like mm -hmm. this, and I think that more, yeah, more in the personal life, there was more of an opportunity to just let it kind of go wild, where in business, you don't kind of have that luxury, you have to interrupt it, you have to do that call, you have to do X, Y, Z, which I think is really healthy in the long run. Whereas if you're, you know, watching TV in your personal life and everything, there's not that you have to stop and move on, like stop that thinking and think something different. Right, right. Yeah. Very good. Good, good explanation. Thank you for that. Drew, the Voices of Impact Awards is a platform, as you know, for everyday people, not just yeah. the Oprah and Tony Tony Robbins wannabe or the Drew Gerber wannabes. It's <laughs> it's a stage and a platform for everyday people to come and become heroes simply by sharing their story. Um, what is it about and we answered that earlier on in terms of the power of stories to build credibility and authenticity and, and get your message across in business. But why would you suggest to someone watching or listening this that doesn't necessarily want to become a public speaker, but they do have a story, a struggle, a challenge that they've been through, epic experiences in their lives? What is the importance of sharing that in your opinion? So I think that why apply um, and why I chose to be a resource partner is community. You know, I think community is more important now than ever. It goes back to that. How do you sort out with everything going on? You know, what's real? And I think that if you surround your yourself inside of a community of people that you trust, that inspire you, that can inspire you, educate you, entertain you. I think that that's the most valuable reason to actually join. You know, your life is given by the people that are around you. And oftentimes, 
you know, the ordinary person, as you say, I think we're all extraordinary, but, you know, the person that doesn't want to build a brand or a platform, their community of people around them doesn't get it necessarily, right? So being part of a community of people that get it and inspire them, that for me is the number one reason why to apply and be part of this community. I love it. And thank you again for drawing that distinction. And you you said something, you said we're all extraordinary. I 100% agree with you. And for those of you listening, I do not mean in any way, shape or form when I say everyday or ordinary that we are anything less than extraordinary. What yeah. I mean by everyday and ordinary is um, I'm drawing a distinction between uh, the Tony Robbins, the Oprahs, the Drew Gerbers of the world who are purposely wanting and seeking to put themselves out there for business or whatever reason, to sell books or to become identified uh, as a public speaker, as an influencer, et cetera. Whereas the majority of people do not are not seeking that career path or life path. You go to work as a first responder, you come home, you go to work as a, as a nurse, a doctor, a surgeon, a lawyer, and you go home and you live your life. You don't have that aspiration for the stage. Those are the people that we created the Voices of Impact Awards for because you are just as important as the Oprah Winfrey's of the world. Yeah. Right? And your story can be just as impactful. And like Drew said early on in our interview, it's what connects us. It's how we get to fall in love with you. Or it's also how you get to learn, mm, I'm going to stay away from that person, right? Because yep. it's not um, matching up with who you are, where you want to go, and those kinds of things. So we are so grateful to have had to have uh, Drew Gerber inspire us, educate us, and entertain us on this particular episode. It's super exciting. Uh, if you want to work with Drew, um, you can go to the Voices of Impact Awards. Uh, he has a, as an official resource partner, he has a, a page up there that we'll put on the, um, in our show notes so that you can access him. And Drew, you're going to have thousands and thousands of people contact you. And how do you choose to work with the people that you choose to work with? Mm. In other words, what do they need to have in order to get some of Drew Gerber's time? Well, I give my time freely to everybody, truthfully. So I don't, I'm fortunate because, you know, there's a team of 14 of us. And so they're really involved with the day to day. All, all I get to do is really be on the phone with really cool people mm. having extraordinary conversations. I have the best life in the world, designed it brilliantly, if I may so say, say so myself. Yes. Um, but, you know, I think it's really um, people self-select, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a fit. It just, I don't know how it's, it's a fit. So there's, there's the philosophy and there's the people that we work with or anything. And then there's that indefinable, you know, working with a publicist is probably one of your most sacred relationships because they're your voice in the world. So they're just, it has to be a fit for us and for them. And it's just mostly it's that indescribable, you know, connection that's how it's really select. It's not like a checklist, like have this, 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 this. It's that spark. Because if we're working together, I want to make sure that what we're doing supports what they're up to. And I know the magic happens in our relationship more than what they're doing and what it, the magic happens in the relationship. So it's that indefinable spark. So, you know, if you are curious about it, whether we have that spark or not, just reach out. We'll chat. 
<laughs> love, love it, love it. Thank you for the we'll go on a first date. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and that is what it's all about. And I, I just uh, love this interview with you because you know I said earlier that you're chill and you're you're fun and you're entertaining and you're all of that and more. And you just showed how gracious you are because you're the CEO and founder, co-founder of one of the most successful public relations companies in the world, and you serve international clients. Yet here you are, you're not making it about you. You're not saying, well, my time is so valuable that you have to go through all of these gatekeepers in order to talk to me. You making yourself available to everyone and anyone just to have a conversation, which shows your compassion, shows your love of people, and shows your true, true, genuine heart to want to help someone. And I can imagine that if you cannot assist them, that you'll be the first one to say, you know what, I love you, you're super fun, but it's not for us, right? I so- promise, I promise if we have a conversation, they'll la- they'll be left, we're either working together or a clear path on what they should be, you know, moving towards, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. And if you're lucky enough, ladies and gentlemen, you might even get an invitation to Budapest to have, have lunch or- <laughs> That's a done deal, <laughs> come on, that's a done deal. Come to Budapest, yeah. Well, wait a minute, love- we're, we're going around. there first. We're going there first. Alethea and I. Yeah, this is this is first. yeah, this is your apartment you're staying. It's now my office, but you can use it anytime you want. Oh, that's amazing! That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you're so, welcome. um, uh, Drew Drew also recommended that we, when we take the Voices of Impact Awards internationally, that Budapest, Hungary, be considered as the hub city for that event. And so we're seriously considering that. So I don't we're think get- I, I don't think I said considered. I said that's where it do it. Be. <laughs> <laughs> I said we're considering it. We are. Uh- yeah, Stop we're that. Just do so, it. <laughs> Drew, we're going to descend upon you before you know it. And I just, yeah, yeah. So thank you very much. This has been such a fun interview. I don't want to get off, but I know that you've got a lot of things to do. You've got clients to deal with. You've got a husband and you've got beautiful, you know, friends and people to, to see today. And it's your evening there right it now, right? It is my evening. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so you're... You're about ready to go to bed and we're just waking up here in the United States. So, Drew, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you. And again, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have all of Drew's contact information in our show notes. So go to Voices of Impact Awards, register because you're going to get mentored and trained by Drew. And if you want to work with him one-on-one to develop your public relations campaign to have his company represent you, you can have that conversation with him and work out those details. But I I mean, as you can see, who better do you want by your side to get yourself out there? So let's do it. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode.